0: To Escape This podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. This is another guest game-mastered episode, which means Danny and I will be the ones entering an escape room that exists only in the audio sphere, as well as all the little accoutrements and, and images and fun things that go along with it. But you can see those at home as well in the show notes. So is accoutrements
1: worry. a word that warrants an S?
0: Uh, probably not. Let's talk about... Hold everything, everybody. We're not going to do an escape room. We're going to talk about the grammar of a language we do not speak.
1: There's that's a place at the end of the like words. That's one of isn't my favourite things to talk about. But Um, I know that
0: French S's, sometimes you don't pronounce them or you do. To the point.
1: In my dream last night, I was doing Italian on Duolingo and Spanish on Duolingo.
0: I mean, that's much easier to do in a dream than in real life. You sound very proud, but that's the the easier version of that achievement. I'm saying it's just
1: impressive that I think about it enough (laughs) that it came into the dreams.
0: Well, this episode, we have a first-time guest game master. Welcome to the show, Alec Gray.
2: Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: We are very excited to do the room. I remember seeing this room pop up in our Discord when you were looking for people to playtest it at some point, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. They're looking for playtests. Maybe one day they'll run it on the show, and it looks like today's the day. So whenever we have a guest on the show, we always ask the same two questions. So what is your escape room experience?
2: I feel like I have quite a lot of escape room experience, but it's more sort of intense brief periods than it is sort of spread out Um, so my dad's side of the family there's a lot of us and we're all massive nerds um we generally sort of meet up once a year we basically we split up into teams we each do three escape rooms in different orders and then we all meet up afterwards and compare times that is nice that that is that is i think possibly the best way to do escape rooms with a large
0: group like that's the that is if anyone ever asks oh i've got all these people how are we gonna that's the advice i would give so that sounds perfect
2: it is very fun, and then over, I think it might have been just before COVID, we couldn't go to some escape rooms, um. So my dad actually invented and ran one for us,
1: oh, which was cool. really cool.
2: Yeah, and then I'm in my general work, I'm a youth worker, so I do sort of activities for, uh, the phrase we use is vulnerable young people, um. But basically anyone who's sort of like been through stuff or is going through stuff, and one of the activities I've done for them is sort of make up escape rooms. Oh, nice. Nice, and then that's. Actually, how I found you, because I was basically just Googling, how do you make up escape rooms quickly? (laughs) Yeah. And then I think I found your episode on how you designed them. And I listened to that and I was like, oh, that's fun. And then I listened to everything else.
1: Oh, wonderful. Oh, that's really cool. And yeah, if there's one thing that I feel like I am somewhat of an authority on, it would be designing non-physical escape rooms quickly.
0: Quickly. That is fair.
1: And well. Quickly.
0: I'm going to say, well, you can't say well. But I can say well for you. So well. So, the other aspect of the show obviously, it is escape rooms mixed with sort of tabletop role playing mechanics. And it sounds like you do have a fair amount of tabletop role playing experience. What is your tabletop role
2: playing experience? I, I guess a fair amount. So, I've been Dungeon Dragons specifically. I've been playing for about three years with the same group. We have a main campaign and we also sort of take it in turns to do little one shot things. Um, and then, so. One of the ones I did was an escape room, not this one. Ugh. And then this one is another one that I wrote for that group.
1: Well done. I have put a lot of thought into it over the years. Coming up with escape rooms and just puzzles in general that work for D&D or most role playing systems is very hard.
2: I've sort of taken out all the role playing aspects because I was like, <laughs> I cannot be bothered to make you just sit there and roll dice until you get it. So yes.
1: We do have a dice use, box use your right your on brain. the table, so we may do it anyway. I mean, if you
2: want to, I can, I can withhold clues until you get above Pers- right Oh, reception. that seems
1: good.
0: But that's interesting, right? It is that difference between like taking your D&D group and having a one-shot that is an escape room is an, probably an easier version than trying to fit escape room puzzles into an active dnd game s-
1: i mean i suppose right? that's fair. that's that's
0: where the difficulty, because uh, once you do that you can just run it the same way that we run things as opposed to needing to deal with someone who's like well i smash it no i rolled a natural 20 on my strength check i smash it You're like well no you don't well well i do though
1: <laughs> yeah that's the problem and then oh, character the more- intelligence versus human hmm. intelligence it's always the one that i yeah. never know
0: or even just the fact that one of the most enjoyable things in a tabletop role playing game is to, is, the not, to is to is to find a way around dealing with the problems that are presented to you. Mm. Like a lot of it isn't like, how do you unlock this and solve the puzzle? But it's more just like, well, hold on a minute. Wait, if we went back to this town, we could hire someone who could cast Wish and that would have let us do this. And then we could d- not have to deal with any of this. And we can skip the whole dungeon and get straight to the lich waiting at the end going, hey, they have to solve my traps. And we can get him. And that's more fun. And you want them to be able to do that. You're like, all right, fine. You skipped it all. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> and so, it's yeah, it's definitely a different kind of feeling. <laughs> Whereas no one plays these games and wants to do that because that would Oh yeah, make you, you, you run out of all the enjoyment oh. of playing an escape room. Well, okay. I think, Danny that I'm ready to go. Okay. Are you ready to go?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: All right, I'm ready to go. I'm not going to draw a map. I'm not starting with a pre-drawn Nothing square yet. map. Uh, I'm ready to go. Alec, if you're ready, take us away.
2: In your world, the world of Tarata, there are many great adventurer's guilds. And while you don't want to brag, the one that you work for is Possibly the greatest one of them all. Mm -hmm. Contrary to popular stereotypes, however, you're not one of the people who goes around rescuing villages in distress or raiding dungeons. No. You work for the Guild's forensics team, going in after magical disasters to search for the cause, reversing strange curses, and... which brings you to why you're here, investigating the layers of evildoers, once the evildoer has been suitably dealt with. A nearby city got in touch with your guild to ask for help, dealing with Gideon Ofnax, a wizard long suspected to be behind a spate of kidnappings. A team was sent out, Gideon was found, and no doubt an her- incredibly heroic fight ensued, during which he was killed. You've been sent here to search for evidence of his crimes, and to make sure there's no nasty surprises lurking. As you approach, there's a spooky forest, the tower is suitably tall and ominous, and the door in is unlocked. You walk inside, but as you do, someone suddenly rushes down the stairs, pushes past you, and slams the door in your face. (laughs) Looking through the small window, you can see it's a really weirdly alive-looking Gideon. He points dramatically at you and shouts, Damn you! Your fool guild may have cost me my research, but at least I can take your lives in return. He chants something, causing a glowing red circle to inscribe itself on the door, gives a mad cackle, sprints away into the forest turning around you take a look at the room you're now in it's round with stone walls and much larger than it should be judging by the outside of the tower there are six doors in front of you evenly spaced around the wall so seven including the one you've just come through
0: Okay. I was literally about to ask thank you very much
2: to the left of each door is an iron sconce with a glowing potion bottle lighting the room in each Except for the third door from the entrance, which doesn't have a potion bottle, just an empty sconce and shards of glass on the floor. In the middle of the room is a spiral staircase.
0: Does the door we came through have a lit up uh, potion sconce? It
2: does. Um, it also has the glowing rune circle on it.
0: Yes, yeah, shall we have a look at this rune that's locked us into the tower? Maybe we can just open the door and leave.
1: Oh, okay. You've got I to didn't know. I had forgotten that we might have been able to see that.
0: Yeah, he like summoned a thing. Gideon, I've written his name as Offnax. I don't know if that was correct. Gideon has summoned a, a, a lock. Can we have a look at the door we came in and see how it's locked?
2: You can do. Um, the red rune circle on the door is a seal, and it does actually look fairly easy to break through. You've seen some nasty traps in your line of work, though, so you take a closer look. And, yep. Yeah, Just as you thought. The spell itself is easy enough to undo, but there's some extra glyphs in there that mean it has to be said in the same voice that the original spell was cast.
1: Ah.
2: More worryingly, it appears to be counting down to some kind of self-destruct sequence.
0: Okay, so we need Gideon's voice.
1: Good to know. Can we peek through the little door window? I drew it, so I'm hoping it (laughs) matters. Uh,
2: You can peek through it. Uh, Gideon has vanished off into the forest somewhere and you can't see much else other than trees.
0: Are the potions that light up each of the doors, are they the same or are they different for every door?
2: They all appear to be the same. They're glowing brightly. Um, they've got sort of an orangey light. They're warm to the touch. Does anything happen if we take one down? You pop the potion out of the sconce and it comes off quite easily. As you take it out, the glow seems to fade until there's just a faint shimmer in the bottle. The potion's still in there, but it doesn't seem to cast much light when it's not in the sconce. All
1: right. Anything that we can glean from the shattered shards next to the broken one?
2: You sort of have a look at the sconce and the shattered potion. Uh, The sconce itself seems to be fairly intact. It, It doesn't look like this potion would have fallen down by accident. The bottle itself, there's a few sort of traces of potion left on the inside, but you can't tell much. They're just faint smears. It seems to have evaporated fairly quickly
1: i also do a quick circle around just rattling each of the sconces a little bit to see if any of them is a secret door
2: well there's also actual doors (laughs) all right uh none of the sconces seem to do anything other than make the potions bright
0: Uh, all right well we could probably try some of these doors
1: or stairs yeah but we could also try some of the seven doors or stairs I, Means I don't we wanna, don't have to make a decision.
0: No, I don't want to leave. That is a decision. The decision to leave.
1: All right, fine. Pick a I door, any door.
0: I 10 years in Neverwinter Academy of Forensic Arts to avoid making decisions. My father, a wealthy landholder named Crandus.
1: Yeah, one Fortin, hour you said. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Crandus Fortin didn't raise me to be like this. So I, Yosef, for what was my name? What was my dad's name? <laughs> I've forgotten his name already. Crandis. What was his surname?
1: Ford Worthy.
0: All right, I'm moving on. Um, All right. <laughs> <laughs> just tweet me his name, everybody. I'll, I'll and then I'll remember. Let's check one of the. I reckon we just start clockwise from where we started. Check the first door, next to our, to the entryway, and see what happens if we try and open it.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, you check door number one, but it's locked, unfortunately. It seems like just a regular metal lock, though no magic or anything involved in this one.
1: Okay.
0: Can we check each door in turn? Is that going to be true for all of them?
2: Do you want to just move on to door number two yeah,
0: then? We're just going to systematically go across from doors one through seven. For
1: efficiency, six. I will start at the last door. No, and work that's back the, the other worst. Way. No,
0: don't split the party. Come join me. My father didn't raise me, he didn't spend all of his taxable uh, tax earnings from his serfs sending me to forensic school so we could split up and do it unsystematically i'm keeping the notes of this investigation so we're going to go my way <laughs> sure just cuz you're a sorcerer and you get your powers directly from doors. Uh, from from your independent touch and you didn't have to study at all doesn't mean that my years of learning have gone to waste here in this world here in the forgotten realms I've forgotten more realms than you ever knew. All right, let's check door number two. Uh,
2: door number two does in fact open, and oh, inside ooh. is what looks like a kitchen. Uh, hmm. Before you can step through the door, however, a pair of white gloves materialize out of thin air. They're holding a pad of paper and a pen and are hovering expectantly in front of you. Oh. So we've entered the kitchen. Two
0: white sort of entered. hands have appeared before we could step in, and they've got a paper and pen. Can we get part? Could we? Can we ignore them and w- walk into the kitchen? or they stop our progress?
2: Uh, they sort of very g- firmly but gently move you outside the kitchen.
1: Okay. All right. Very bed knobs and broomsticks. Um, Is there anything written on this paper?
2: You can't see because of the way they're holding it, but it uh, doesn't look like there's anything.
1: Oh, okay. So uh, we can't say I'm on the list.
0: No,
2: but maybe we can say
0: yes. Thank you. I'll have the roast chicken. Wait, no, wait, it's a fantasy world. I'll have the bread and hard cheeses.
2: The gloves scribble something on the pad of paper, uh, tears off a sheet, throws it up in the air where it bursts into flame and turns to ash. The ash flows into the kitchen, animating the appliances and food that it touches, and they all swirl together in midair, and a beautiful silver plate with a wonderful meal floats over and the gods present it to you. Oh,
0: my God. Of bread and hard Jesus. Well, this is more of bread power and than I it's expected.
2: Very fancy
0: bread and hard cheeses. Um, dried meat and, and honey well, well, don't, don't bread. abuse this. Don't <laughs> abuse
1: this. We've got to come up with the ultimate meal. Well, I the, think we
0: should come up with a solution. This might be our last I meal. I think we should come up with a solution to a puzzle that we find later on, so let's move to door three.
1: <laughs> All right, door three is a smash door.
0: <laughs> oh, door three is the one with the broken. Does it still open even though it has a broken potion sconce? <laughs>
2: It does. Uh, this area is quite shadowy, and when you open the door, it seems quite shadowy inside as well. It does look like you can walk along it, though. It's just a little darker, but not so dark you can't see. Yeah. Uh, inside, it's just a short corridor ending in a T-junction with one passage leading left and one passage leading right.
0: Oh, no. Do, do we want to go get lost in the, recess, the recesses of this hallway?
1: I'll, I'll venture one left turn to see what happens.
0: Let's go left together.
2: Uh, So together, you walk down the left-hand turn. You walk for about 10 seconds or so before reaching another turn. There's a corridor that goes straight ahead, and there's another corridor to your left.
1: Yeah, this is too much. You reckon?
0: Do you want to just check other stuff first?
1: I, I reckon we should check other things first. As soon as it is officially a maze, then it's a last resort without information. That's fair. I understand that generally mazes can be solved, but... But, but yeah,
0: maybe we'll do some other stuff
2: yeah, first.
1: There okay. can be less nice gloves waiting somewhere in this maze.
2: There could be. Let's check door number four. Door number four also opens, and inside is what looks like a potion slab. Almost all the walls are taken up by curved shelves full of various ingredients and reagents. Uh, most of them are in locked cabinets, but one of them, the door seems half closed, as though someone tried to close it in a hurry. There's a workstation in a gap between the shelves with two empty bottles on it, and a note. And on the wall next to the desk is a waste chute for dumping unwanted potions down.
0: Lovely. And what does the note say? Can you read that, down?
1: Yeah, okay. Sunlight potion, golden hair, autumn bluff, sinister, blood hammer. And then moonlight potion, thrall, beatrice, oakmont, and accord.
0: Well, see, now, this is actually just the um, Forgotten Realms phonetic alphabet.
1: Oh, okay. It's just
0: spelling out the one ingredient in each of the potions. One's got gasp, and to bow.
1: Yep, makes sense to me.
0: So this is clear. So these are how to make potions. Now, sunlight potion okay. sounds like something that will light up.
1: Yeah, which we do have a bit of a shadowy area that mm. couldn't hurt.
0: As does maybe moonlight potion to be, mm. to, be to be to be quite. Honest. That's true. They both sound like They would light something up.
1: Uh, is what you would typically find when it is otherwise dark.
0: Mm. Are these ingredients listed? If we look around the potions lab, can we see ingredients Does like that? Does he those?
1: label things well, or do we have proficiency in potions ingredients? Enough to tell.
2: <laughs> yeah, can we have a look around? I mean, you're decent enough at potions, but none of these really sound like potions ingredients to you? Hmm. They didn't really, no. Autumn Bluff? No.
0: Ridiculous.
1: That was the most believable one to me.
0: Autumn Bluff is the name of a tree that goes yellow in spring. <laughs> I'd call that an Autumn Bluff. Ah, Oh, it's autumn. Oh, my leaves are going yellow.
1: Incidentally, have you noticed... Better get ready for the change
0: of seasons, everybody.
1: All right, do you think that there's anything we should be able to glean from this right now or just something to keep in the back of our heads?
0: I think let's keep it in the back of our heads for now while we we still have rooms to explore.
1: Keep doing doors? Sure. Why not?
0: Let's check out door number five.
2: Door number five is, again, unlocked. This room seems to be a garden. Not a typical one, a fairly deadly one, as far as you can tell. There's hundreds of large planters, small pots and various other cases containing various flowering plants and fungi and vines and they ooze and they glow and they reach out towards you. The most striking feature of the room is a giant plant near the far wall and closer to you is a box with the label plant diet food written on it and a small note pinned to the lid.
0: All right. Um, Well, I'm assuming this box will have food for the plant. Well,
1: hold on. Yeah, what was the... I would like to know more about the one that was far away from us because I haven't drawn it.
0: Oh, the giant plant? Yeah. Yeah, look, let's have a look at this giant plant.
1: From a distance.
2: Taking a closer look at the giant plant, you (laughs) quite quickly realise what it is. It's a man trap. Giant carnivorous plant that will eat anything caught in its leaves. This one seems like a baby. It's too small to do any major damage, but... You still don't want to get too close to it. It wiggles, hopefully, as you approach, and you can see something glinting in the soil near its roots.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, but if we get too close, it'll, it'll trap us.
2: Yep. It'll snap at you. It's a baby, but, you know, it might take a finger or something. Okay.
1: All right, we need to feed it right. Shall we check out the note in the box? Yeah, let's go check out the note in the box.
2: The note in the box is sort of handwritten in a rather angry scrawl, and it says, Glove. Stop feeding the mantrap treats. It is not cute. It is a plant. And stop calling them man snacks. It's childish. This is the food.
0: <laughs> oh, we can write man snacks on the on the glove's board maybe, and it will give us man that snacks. was my hope. But do we also want to have a look at the box of plant food?
1: Oh yeah, we can take a look inside I suppose. Yeah, let's have a look at the box of plant
0: food.
2: You pop open the lid of plant diet food, and inside is some very small lumps of jerky dried meat that kind of thing all sort of bound together in a rough twine
0: if we tried to feed one of the if we we grabbed a little bit off and tried to feed it to the the man trap
2: snatches it out of the air as it flies towards it but very quickly has digested it and is back to hunting for food it seems whatever this is not for it yeah Yeah. you know
1: what diet food is like it just makes you angrier
2: Well,
0: okay, that's that's a that's an actionable solution. Do we want to go action that solution?
1: Well, we've still got one door left.
0: Okay, here. we'll keep it in our back pocket yeah. to be done after looking at door number
2: 6. This room is some sort of combination bedroom and study, though the bed itself doesn't look like it's ever recently been slept in. The curved stone walls have built-in shelves filled with books and next to them is a desk. On the other side of the room is the bed and a wardrobe that's also built into the curved wall.
0: Well, we're here to look for evidence of evil doing and to seems, save our own lives and escape.
1: Seems like a work desk I mean, yeah, why situation? don't we have a look at...
0: I mean, this bedroom seems like a great place to, to look for that sort of
1: stuff. All right, let's snoop. Even though if he hasn't slept in the bed, who knows if he's worked at the desk. Well, let's check the desk. Yep, yep.
2: The desk doesn't have many papers on it. It's surprisingly clean. Um, but there is one diary, you guess you'd say. Oh,
1: you'd find diary. Gold mine. There we have is. a link.
0: Study note. I get to do a Gideon voice. Okay. Are we all ready? Uh.
3: So many fools now have tried to penetrate my inner sanctum and steal my secrets. At least now they will prove
0: more useful to help keep my secrets hidden.
1: Lady Beatrice! Oh, excellent.
0: So these match the, yes, uh, yes, yes. In, those, those potion ingredients. Fabulous.
1: Lady
3: Beatrice! Fond of puns and terrible one-liners. Little else
1: to set her apart. Would you like to read the next one? We'll swap off. Sir Oakmont, a druidic knight. A pity I could not recruit him. The man-trap has been grumpy ever since I had to put it on that diet. Jack
3: Sinister,
1: over-relied
3: on most fighters being... Uh, I apologize. Let me try that one again. Jack Sinister, over-relied on most fighters being unused to his style. It being reversed from the typical swordplay would be a challenge. If I fought with a sword! <laughs> I am far
1: above that, however. A necromancer's thrall. Ezekiel dares to send his minions to pick up his belongings. If he wants his precious robes back, he shall have to pick them up himself. Cyril, Accord
3: A bard, though I've never seen an instrument like his before.
1: Ganar blood, Hannah. Thoroughly unimaginative in so many ways. The Autobloff Triplets. All used the same
3: weapon type and fighting style. Seems very dull to me.
1: Liana Goldenhair. A cleric of a sun god. Focused more on healing than on blasting things with celestial fire. Which was a... mistake. Crandle Wonk Rumpadink. Wait a minute. A, a, a cool guy. Who are you? He... he what once, are you doing in my he bedroom? He me $100. Get out. <laughs> oh, God. Stop writing things in my diary. Flando
3: hey! Balfour hey! A demon who was out! trapped on the mortal plane. I ate his soul. Ragamuffin Tumbledrew. Oh, God. The third king of high hold. Ben, you're exercised. Oh, okay. You're gone. Yeah, the
0: last ones weren't right. real.
1: Yeah, Liana Goldenhair was the last one.
0: (laughs) Liana Goldenhair was the last one. So these match the potion ingredients we have. Cool. Um, So Sunlight Potion is Goldenhair, Autumn Bluff, Sinister Bloodhammer. So the Sunlight Potion uh, is a cleric that uses the same weapon but over-relies on being unimaginative. Mm. That's what we know about the Sun Potion.
1: Yeah, this is curious. This is good information. It feels like there's going to be stuff hidden in here
0: but i don't see it unless these are something wild like a c o a s g that's nothing uh so the first letters of each of the words of the descriptions don't mean anything no no
1: that's the thing if there is like something hidden in the words here then it's hidden very cleverly because all the words seem extremely natural
0: Mm. yeah i think it's interesting I don't have anything with this yet, Not yet. but we do now have another point of connection to those yeah, potions. Yeah, for sure. But we don't even know which of these potions we want yet. So maybe we can have a set goal before we, like, there's probably more info to get somewhere. True, true. So I'm assuming that's the main thing on the desk. There's nothing else.
2: There's nothing else on the desk, no. Yeah, lovely. All
1: right. I'm going to take a look at the bookshelf because I assume I may not get much out of that until, unless I know what I'm looking for.
2: The bookshelf appears to be a very weird mix of evil magical books and incredibly trashy romance novels. Makes
1: oh, okay. sense. That's kind of my book. And uh,
2: with titles such as? <laughs> um, one of the books has a picture of a goblin that's flexing and it looks rather more muscled than you'd expect a goblin to look. And the title of the book is He Came From Underground and Into My Heart.
0: Lovely. And Danny, what's another
1: one? Uh, it doesn't matter. That's going to be our next badge. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, what's another one? I, I, I don't know.
0: Okay, how about this? There's a there's a
1: floating eyeballs are from Sword Coast, but owl bears are from winter Never, never winter.
0: That's it. Uh I was gonna say um there's there's like a, a scantily clad, beautiful woman, right? And she's being grabbed by uh or she's being telekinetically lifted up towards a big giant eye. Monster covered in lots and lots of little eyes on stalks, but but they look like uh, you know, and it, they, they're kind of like it's like some some tension there. And the book is called Beauty is in the Arms of the Beholder. Ah, oh. wow. that's that's mine. That's my that's my novel. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, do you reckon there's a clue there for us, Danny, to look at these books, or maybe we'll find something at some point? Maybe later on we'll be like, oh, that's right. That sounds like a trashy romance novel. We'll come back and have a look.
1: Maybe. Sorry. At the moment, I'm drawing Danny's my...
0: drawing a book.
1: Muscly. Oh, musly with a muscular goblin. goblin
0: on it. He's just giving a thumbs up. Is that what you think romance <laughs> novels are? <laughs> just muscly men going, hey, don't worry about it. He's
1: doing a, a, a sexy eyebrow. I. I d- <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is a saucy thumbs up. <laughs> Stop drawing a goblin. We have a, we
0: have a puzzle to solve.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. You're still drawing... No,
0: no, you're writing the title on the oh. spine of the book. We can't move on, everybody. Nanny has to write the title on the spine oh, of the romance. it's never going to fit. No, of course it's not. Uh, it's glyphs. <laughs> it's glyphs. The rest is glyphs. The rest is glyphs. <laughs> um, all right, so those are the books. We, do you want to look more at the bookshelves or move on?
1: No, I'm happy to move
0: on. All right, let's have a look at the wardrobe.
2: Inside the wardrobe... Most of the clothes seem to be fairly basic. There's two really nice robes, though. They're black velvet lined in red silk, tiny skulls and gold thread embroidered on them. They definitely seem out of place compared to the rest of it. In the bottom of the wardrobe is a small safe. There's a dusty booklet on top and a rune circle inscribed on the front.
0: Okay.
1: I'm, I'm not putting on robes. They're clearly cursed.
0: Well, I'm putting one on.
1: I'll wear the robe. You look incredible. Oh, Whatever. I say, look at me, I'm Gideon. Woo! Zap, zap. I cannot draw skulls. Magic missile. They end up just looking like dogs.
0: <laughs> Earless dogs. So there was a safe with a little with a
2: little um booklet on it. Can we have a look at that? You pick up the booklet and it appears to be the instruction manual for the safe. It's all fairly basic. You program in a password. You touch the right glyphs to spell out the word you've picked and the safe will open. Flicking through the manual, you can see someone's drawn little hearts around the section where it talks about picking a password.
1: Mm.
0: Okay. Also, maybe the romance novels will have a password on them. Maybe. Um, or
1: maybe he just picked the name of his lover. He may have. Uh, golden hair. Interesting. Are these other uh, glyphs, just normal familiar glyphs? Just yeah, you just reckon. Standard just, writing?
2: Yeah, standard writing. You could very easily trace a word in them.
1: Excellent.
0: The safe is locked with a password. The password section has been marked with hearts. I think that li- links back to the romance section. Maybe. Is there any romance novel that's like...
1: Visibly the, the, marked or visibly worn down?
0: Yeah, is there one that's been like, it has a really cracked spine? Clearly gets red every day?
2: Not that you can tell.
0: Is there, is there a romance novel called The Safe
2: Code? <laughs> There's probably a few with, like, horrible puns about unlocking people's hearts and stuff, but none of them seem relevant.
1: All right. I know the bed doesn't look like it's been slept in, but that doesn't mean it hasn't been read in. I would like to search the bed specifically for a book, but I'll just search it anyway.
2: You cannot find anything in the bed.
1: All right. Hold this aside. Go uh, get some man snacks. Yeah, we've got a plan. Okay.
0: We'll probably get a key to open one more door. Who knows? We haven't even tried the stairs. No. Uh, Yeah, let's go back to the the kitchen, door number two, where the magical
1: hands appear and say, Give me man snacks! I know you've been told not to, but come on, let's let's have some fun. Give me man snacks! We know that you're cheeky.
2: The girls do seem very excited to be asked for man snacks, and so they scribble it down, they let the paper turn to ash, and after a few moments of activity in the background... A massive pile of meat with a blood glaze on it. If you were the sort of person who ate raw meat, you would love this. The gloves present it to you.
0: We take it and we run. We sprint out of the room. We don't even thank the gloves. We say, get out of here, gloves. I've taken your man snacks. Uh, and (laughs) And we head back to room number five, the garden, and we throw the man snacks at the baby.
2: Its various leaves and vines wrap around to the meat, and it seems very content, slowly chewing its way through this huge pile. And as its leaves wrap around, you have a clear shot down to what was glinting in its roots. Nah, that's foolish. You're
1: wearing big bulky robes, I'll do it.
2: Yep, you go. Yoink! Uh, you snatch it up and have a look. It appears to be some kind of lens, and it's got a blue crystal inside it instead of glass.
0: Huh. Oh! Do you think this lens with a blue crystal is like a UV light sort of thing?
1: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: can we look through it? Actually, can we explicitly head back to the bedroom and look through it at all the books on the bookshelf?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Everything is tinted slightly blue, but nothing else appears to change. Hmm. What else should we look at with the blue tint?
1: Moonlight. Um...
0: Can we look at that password section in the rune, in, in, the, in the safe guide? Again, nothing changes. All right. Can we
2: re-examine on the
1: on the safe itself? Maybe we can see fingerprints better.
2: Yeah, something on the glyph on the safe. Nah, the glyph is fairly insubstantial.
0: <laughs> okay. Can we head back to the potion lab and look to see, that especially that place though. that was recently closed or opened, which we never really
2: looked at. Oh yeah. So you don't notice anything different with looking through it. But you do take a look inside the open cupboard and you find sure. some ingredient bottles that appear to be really weirdly labelled.
1: <gasps>
0: nice. We'll be able to tie these to the people. This is what we've been missing Maybe. the whole time.
1: Okay. that will be nice.
0: All right. Let's have a look. Potion bottles.
1: Potion bottles.
0: Potion, Potion bottles. bottles. Potion bottles. Oh, okay. So we've got... Huh, these are gliffy. A, what's this called? The little hat? Yep. What's that called, little hat? A high hat. Yeah, you know, like a little, um, it's got a word, the accent, the pointy up accent.
1: A power of symbol if you're trying to do indices. A chevron.
0: Uh, And then there's a plus sign. And then there is a, is that a backslash or a forward slash? I've never known. I think that's a backslash.
1: I would call that a backslash. And
0: then there's a multiplication sign. And then there's a... Kanji. Just like a stitch. There's like a scar that's been stitched up. It's just four horizontal lines with a vertical line through it. Then there's just a vertical line. Then there is forward a forward slash. slash, and then there is an asterisk. So,
3: Damn, some of have
1: these, we seen that?
0: Not really. We haven't seen these anywhere. Some of them have like meanings to a to a normal English speaker, like something plus something. You, obviously, there's a plus symbol, right? There's yeah, like an addition. And, but then others are just like a vertical line or an asterisk.
1: This is true. Now there are eight bottles. How many of the other stuff do we have? Like how many people were there?
0: Uh, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people. Hmm. Like, is there a way to, to tie Ooh, fond of puns on. and terrible one liners, little else to set her apart?
1: Well, there's like one line. Like, that's oh, interesting. One one-liner,
0: So it could be but made up of one line. So, she, m- so Lady Beatrice, for example, couldn't be the asterisk, the plus sign, the multiplication sign, or the crisscross scar. Maybe. Is this, well, I let's mean, see. this see. Do we see like anything else like reach.
1: that? <laughs> like Ganar Bloodhammer, thoroughly unimaginative in so many ways. Well, so many ways. Yeah. Could could be an asterisk, but yeah, true. All we'll use the same weapon type with triplets. Oh, this feels. Oh, what about overrelied
0: on most fighters being unused to his style? It being reversed from the typical swordplay. So like Jack Sinister Ooh. is the backwards version of a normal fighter like Gannar Bloodhammer. <laughs> I this... don't think there's enough here to to put these together.
1: What would the last one be? What would Golden Hair be? What would
0: Ezekiel dares to send his minions to pick up his belongings. <laughs> if he wants his precious robes back, he shall have to pick them up himself. Oh, we're wearing Ezekiel's robes. Oh. Um, so I don't think that could be this. Or at the very least, it's not this yet.
1: It could be, but if so, it's hard. Okay. Can we look at my own robes that I'm
0: wearing and see how precious they are?
2: They are very nice. Like Looking at the stuff in the wardrobe, it all seems really basic. And remembering what Gideon was wearing when you saw him earlier. These don't Passion seem staff. like his style. Yeah, not his style. These are okay. very fancy.
0: So I'm wearing Ezekiel's robes, mm. and they have skulls on them.
1: No, so In this uh, room that we're in, there was a workbench with a couple of empty bottles on it, wasn't there?
2: Uh, yes, there are.
1: Cool. Anything exciting about them? Are they labelled in any way?
2: They're not labelled in any way, but they appear to be the exact same shape and size as the potions which are glowing. Just ah, empty. okay.
1: Interesting. Can I throw one of them in the waste chute?
2: You can do. Don't throw one of them in the waist chute. Oh, we need them.
1: I, it might be a magic waist chute. We need these bottles to make a sunlight
0: a, potion and a moonlight potion.
1: Fine. I want to throw something down a waste chute to find out how magical it is.
2: Throw one of the books. I, that,
1: I, I throw Gideon's pillow.
2: Uh, it doesn't make much of a rattling noise as it is quite <laughs> a heavy pillow, but it does seem to go down the waist chute. All right.
0: I think it's just that we might be able to fail making a potion and we need to be able to get rid of it to start again.
2: You never know. That's true. You don't.
1: (laughs) Should we try the stairs? We
0: haven't tried the stairs yet. Mm. Let's try the stairs before we succumb to trying to solve puzzles.
1: Okay.
2: Walking up the stairs, you don't pass by any other rooms. You assume they've been moved to the ground floor through some sort of dimensional (laughs) magic. And your theory seems to be confirmed when you come out on the roof after only a really short walk. Oh, damn. Any thoughts you might have of getting out this way are blocked. There's a force field that covers the roof like a bubble, allowing you to see out over the tops of trees, but not to pass through it. Around the edge of the room, pressed up against the force field, is a long velvet window seat. <laughs> there is a large telescope in the middle of the room and a small table next to it with a box on top.
0: You very got very excited by the by the telescope. I did. For a particular reason? Yeah, we've got a lens. Oh, yeah, we do have a lens. Well, do you want to look at that last then and look at the box first? Yeah, sure. Let's
2: have a look at the box. The box has a strange engraving on it, made from colourful gems laid flat in overlapping circles. Uh, looking inside the box, you can see that it's a lens box. There is mm-hmm. currently one lens in it with an emerald lens, and there seem to be slots for two other lenses.
0: Okay. Well, we found one of those other lenses.
1: Right. Yes.
2: Perhaps
0: is... the third one is on the telescope. I
1: was going, telescope. going to say, is there one currently on the telescope?
2: There is. There is a red lens on the telescope. So Brilliant. To send you what the box looks like.
0: All right. And for people playing along at home, you can also see what this box looks like. Oh, it's like a Venn diagram of yep. various lenses. By it's... placing the red, blue, and green lenses, it is, maybe is this just teaching us to colour match? Surely it not. Looks it looks like it. So this one?
1: is a light, not paint, I see, because the primary colours appear to be red, blue, and green instead mm. of red, blue, yellow. And, yeah, when they're all mixed in the centre, you get white.
0: But then, obviously, red-blue is purple, green-red is yellow, green-blue
1: blue is, is other blue.
0: teal. Um, and cyan. Kind of,
2: oh, I'm going to say teal. I'm going to say light blue. <laughs> I'm going to say aqua. Yeah. It's not aqua. I think printers call it cyan, so that's just why. Yeah, I'm they cool. do, but they also use K for black, so who can trust them?
1: There's not even any Sorry. black on this picture for some reason.
0: <laughs> um. Yes.
1: Okay. Was there anything interesting about the window seat, just to be thorough?
2: Yeah, let's have a look at the window seat. I'm expecting it to open and be it a container. It doesn't open. There. Damn. It doesn't open, but ruffling around in the cushions, you do come across a strange note that must have fallen out Ooh. of someone's pocket. So there's four things on this list. Yeah. There's watchmen.
1: Hunting ground.
0: Hunting ground. So there's like a little hyphen between them. Watchman, hyphen, hunting ground. Forest, potential problems. Worm, and then there's a name that's been crossed out. House. It someone's house. So the name's been crossed out. And, and then home um, back up. What? Yeah, I have no idea. Perhaps if we find something that matches, like, if we see a hunting ground or a watchman, maybe we'll be able to figure out what's going on. It's almost... Yeah, that's interesting. It almost looks like a list of, like, teleport things. You can go back home or you can go to the forest and go... To the symbol what of the watchman, watchman that takes you worm. to the hunting grounds. Or, I don't know. It's very interesting. Watchman, worm, forest home. I don't know how to home interpret this.
1: Home backup sounds interesting. There's a backup of something hanging around here.
0: Yeah, perhaps so. There's a backup at home, but there are potential problems in the forest. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure what to do about that. And where was that? That was, uh, on the, in the on window box. seat. Yeah, oh, yeah on, the window on the window seat. seat. Not, yep. Can we, looking out from here, like looking f- through this force field, can we see, are we in a forest? Can we see there anything that forest. sort of lines up to this sort of stuff?
2: You are in a forest, but looking around you can't see anything else. It just, it's just, everything's just trees th- and forest.
1: I think we are currently in the potential problems.
2: That's fair.
1: All right. Yeah, I'm not sure what to do with that right now either. So I suppose the next step is just a quick look through the telescope as it is now.
2: So approaching the telescope, you notice that there's a book resting on the floor oh. next to it. And getting even closer, you realize this isn't a telescope. It's a device you've heard of. It's called a stellar projector. It allows astronomers to view skies in far distant places. There's a slot to insert lenses with one already inside, and a small screen where someone has typed in Dorman Regis. Pressing the enter glyph on the screen, the projector springs to life. A red beam of light comes from the end, striking the force field, causing a dark color to spread across the point of impact. Before long, instead of a daytime forest, you're looking at a night sky.
1: Huh. That's curious.
0: Dorman Regis?
1: Sleepy King.
0: Oh, not
2: not a Dorman whose <laughs> name is Regis?
1: Could be that too, I suppose. I didn't consider that. All right, take a quick look at this book.
2: Uh, you pick it up and it appears to be some kind of astrology book. It's... Mm, actually, no. Looking closer, this is Astronomy. It's all about using star signs to know if you're compatible with your partner. There's a bookmark in the section entitled Winning Him Back with the Power of the Cosmos. It seems completely useless, but there's a few interesting bits about constellations in it.
1: Yeah, I beg to differ. We are going to get our hunky goblin.
0: Oh, I'm assuming that he's um, broken up with that necromancer, right? Yes. Ezekiel? Um. Gideon and Ezekiel. It's never going to work out. Oh, They're they both had, too evil.
1: It wasn't just Ezekiel's robes. They had matching robes. <laughs> Maybe. Oh.
2: Um They have sent through a copy of the book oh, and also oh, nice. a zoomed-in version of the illustration just to make it easier to see. Ooh, fun. Uh, oh, okay.
0: So this astrology book that has the Ooh. Earth surrounded by a bunch <laughs> of different... Earth. What?
1: Earth? You oh. think we're on Earth?
0: Uh, has the... The, the the forgotten realms planet in the middle of a, a bunch of different um,
1: okay star so. signs,
0: but also clearly shape wise matches the, the Venn diagram of three colors.
1: That's a good point. You're so right. So if you
0: overlay it with the Venn diagram, right, as you can see, it would be that like the top left star constellation. That's what they call them. Star mm-hmm. constellation which is like a little M with a line underneath and then a long trail, possibly the worm.
1: Interesting.
0: That would be just using the red lens. If we used the blue lens, we would get the bat with a fez. Sure. Constellation in the top right. For yeah. people playing along at home, you can see these and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. If we would use red and blue, we'd get the purple section, which is the knife constellation. Okay. The downward phasing knife. Um, just, uh, green would get us the snake, the two headed -headed snake, snake. green and red would get us the the umbrella umbrella farm and then blue and green would get us the headless Headless horseman or headless man. He's just a man. The man is going, oh my head. Whoa.
1: Gotta get it before it falls. Okay. So right now we might be in worm. So yeah, if we look
0: up now, given that there's just the red lens in the stellar projector, do we see... The worm constellation or, or, or a whole bunch? Or what do we see? You do see the top left constellation, yes. Go, nice. It's the worm constellation.
1: Okay, what were the other things that we saw on the list?
0: Well, I mean, look, on that list of stuff that had worm on it, there was also forest Watchman and or oh, forest uh-huh. is the, the umbrella forest, party. The umbrella party. Um, home is the planet that we're on. Pretty so that's cute, all three lenses. Uh, and then, oh, that's
2: uh, Ezekiel's house. He gotcha. crossed out because
0: he's so sad. What's the watchman? Is the watchman headless the man. headless man?
2: <laughs> the link I sent before that does have the like words of the book.
0: Ah, uh, this has the astrology book. Oh, so now we're reading about it.
2: So we did this ourselves.
0: <laughs> don't worry about it, everybody. So the, so the, um, the, the book says, so we, we, <laughs> we should have read this before we started doing it ourselves, but I think we did it the more fun way. There are six major constellations that are seen in the skies over Tarata. Tarata, I guess, being makes the sense. Earth. Each is considered the ruler of its own aspect of the sky, and looking up from anywhere on the planet, you will be able to see at least part of each. Do you want to swap off between... Sure, but
1: you'll need to zoom in a little bit. Oh, no. Okay. Ava Regis, the queen of birds, the most striking feature of this sign is her outstretched wings. So
0: that's the bat with the fez.
1: Okay, that makes sense.
0: Corus Borealis, the northern knife.
1: Ah, well done. This sign hangs
0: permanently in the northern sky with its blade pointing due south. That was the knife. We got that one right.
1: Dormen Regis, we heard about that one, best known as the Sleeping King. Some cultures refer to this sign as the Dead King, and the cult of the stars considers him the Dead yet Sleeping King. Oh, that's a crown, not a worm head.
0: Oh, 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 the guy lying down with a crown on his head. You've called it. That makes sense. I mean, that's the worm, is the Dorman Regis. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Couston and Lucerne, technically two constellations the Watchman and the Lantern. Oh, so that's ah. the headless man. They are considered one star sign. The bright light at the centre of the lantern is actually a planet.
1: Oh, nice. Wow, how cute. That works. Silver Oratus. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I was going to say, yeah, silver and gold. That seems silly, but that's mm, but not what silver means. forest, yeah. yeah. Each tree of the gilded forest has its own name, and some astrologers consider them their own signs. Yeah,
0: but those astronomers are, astrologers are fools. Yeah. Um, and Vermis Major, the great worm. There are only two days a year when both of the worm's heads are visible and these are said to be auspicious days to be born on so yeah okay the two-headed snake is the worm and the worm is the king but other than that we got them all pretty much right on yeah that was impressive
2: it, it was impressive
0: also uh, if you really kind of like take a look at it in its entirety mm-hmm. the picture of this constellations is Toad from uh, Super Mario just going ah
3: <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Just someone stuck a... That's a, a
3: the scariest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Stuck
0: a planet in his, in his forehead, and he's going, Ah! Help me! That's what's going on in this picture.
1: That is what Toad does. Okay, so these things do still <laughs> line up to what we saw. We like Now one of them is definitely a Watchman.
0: Yes. So, so. We, could re- we could, on that note, we could, like, make those things. Like, the Watchman is the hunting ground. Like, if we put in the the blue and the green lenses we would get the watchman which would somehow equal hunting ground i don't know what to do about that could we put in the blue and the green lenses and hit the button and see if the watchman appears and if anything interesting happens
2: you pop in the blue and green lenses and the screen flashes for a second because you need to type something in watch uh, hunting ground uh, no watchman
1: we, the name of the thingy right yeah it
0: was Dorman regis before wasn't it yeah all right hunt uh, watchman
1: well, did it
2: have a fancy oh, name uh,
0: Couston and Lucerne. Because, yeah, it was it was uh, Dormant Regis.
2: Custon and Lucerne! A cyan light emerges from the projector, spreading across the force field, and it shows you what looks like a city street. And it's weird, because it shouldn't be showing you this, but you recognise it. It's the place where the team from your guild intercepted Gideon's latest attempt at kidnapping. There's even a few scorch marks still being cleared away.
1: I mean, this feels like evidence. That's where he was kidnapping someone and he's called it hunting ground. Yikes.
2: Yeah.
0: So I've written watchman equals hunting ground equals kidnap site. Mm -hmm. So then let's now look at the forest. So let's put in, uh, what is that? Red Red and green. Red and green.
1: And type in silver or...
0: Uh, Yes. Bring the note back. (laughs) Silver oratus.
1: Thank you.
2: So we put in red and green and we type silver oratus. This time, a yellow lens comes from the projector. And you realise that, again, it's not showing you a starry sky. It's another place you recognise. This time, it's the guardhouse of the city that hired you to kidnap Gideon. You sort of look around it and something catches your eye. And it's a corpse. Specifically, it's Gideon's corpse. Hmm. There's currently a pathology mage standing over it making notes. And looking closer, you can read what they've written. Most of it's about what you'd expect, but there's something odd about the aura readings. It seems to suggest that Gideon's soul left his body before his death.
0: Oh, that's a potential problem because he took one of his new bodies here.
1: Gideon, horcruxes.
0: Bloody Gideon. Okay, so now we know his potential problems is that they're going to find out his body is a fake body.
1: I suppose.
0: Uh, Next would be the worm, which is going to be Ezekiel's house. So we put in just the green lens, which is the worm, and we type
2: in Vermis Major. A green light shoots from the projector, and this time you see a lot of orange as it spreads, and you quickly realise that this is lava, lava flowing from the eyes of a giant skull fortress. And before you have any time to really register that, uh, a glowing astral form of a man appears and booms who dares spy on, O? Oh, Idiot! I told you, it's over. Stop calling me and give me my rights back. He makes a gesture at the screen and the projector turns itself off.
0: All right. So Zeke lives in a lava skull fortress. I'm calling him Zeke now. Lives in a lava skull fortress. Right. And then the final one is home, which says backup. And I like this. So can we put in all three lenses
2: and type in Terata? This time, a white light emerges, and instead of a colour spreading across the force field, as it impacts, the force field peels back from it, vanishing, (gasps) revealing the same stone walls as all the other rooms, and door.
0: (gasps) A secret door, a secret door, let's go to the secret door. Absolutely. secret door, the secret door, let's go to the secret door.
3: Yeah, that. The door. Secret door, oh. the
0: secret door. Let's open the I secret door. I want to
3: vote door. today, Billy. Well, then let's open the secret door.
2: Come on. You open the door. The room inside is sterile and almost entirely empty. There are five glass tubes, all but one, containing what looks like Gideon Ovnak's, floating in a strange liquid. Oh. The tube on the end is empty. There's a few wet footprints on the floor, leading <laughs> to a discarded damp towel.
0: I like that he has a towel. Okay, so Gideon is cloning himself. Yep, yep. Uh, which which uh, which Gideon do you think we're up to? Uh, Gideon the Ninth? I don't know anything about that, just that it's a name of some kind of piece of media. That's, that's how bad my references are getting. I don't need to know anything about them. Just that Gideon the Ninth is something. Well, he's no Lupin the Third. So, maybe. So, we now know that Gideon is cloning himself, having his soul jump from one body to the new one, drying himself off and leaving.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably
0: why his boyfriend left him. I and mean, it's well... You saying you wouldn't leave me if I was a clone of a clone of a clone of a clone?
1: I mean if you're like assuming that we're in a magic soul jumping universe, no. Yeah, that's What fair. the hell? That makes sense. Okay, um so
0: we found his five glass Gideons. Um
1: Should we take them?
0: Yeah, I don't know what to do about this. We just need to report it. Just need to write it down for the folks at home.
1: Can I tap on one of the glass tubes oh, that's we need got his a voice. Gideon in it?
2: We need Gideon to say something oh, to Oh you're out.
1: right. We need one of these on our side. Yeah, can I tap on one of them?
2: You tap, it doesn't seem to respond. We need
0: to transfer our soul into one of these Gideon oh dear. Bodies so we can come out and go, eh,
3: Is that my voice? I'm Gideon now.
0: Yeah. That's what we need to do. Yeah. All right, so let's find out how to transfer our soul. We still got heaps of stuff to look at, Danny. Right.
1: Let's just
2: rush instead of but taking so much time to. Is that everything that fun.
1: we note of note in this room?
2: It is. This room is just the tubes and <sighs> a damp towel that he has just. Along on the floor all right I'm that's gonna probably go back. why ezekiel left him too messy
0: yeah all oh, these bloody towels on the floor skeleton warriors keep having to pick up after him
1: all right uh i'm going to head back down to the bedroom study bookshelf where i believe there were some black magic books anything on soul swapping in there
2: there probably would be but nothing that is useful to you nothing <laughs>
1: called soul swapping and you there, idiots there guys. Is,
2: but it turns out it's another romance novel ah oh, it's God one of those it. body
1: swap
0: ones and they fall in love sexy friday <laughs> 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 um all right so uh okay so so what do we have to, let's let's take stock we've done this we've kind of like done this top area we've uncovered these bodies maybe we'll need to put our soul in one to be able to open the door we haven't made the potions by interpreting how those people could relate to the potions to make a sunlight and a moonlight potion. No, this is true. We've done sort of the garden part. We've done the, the kitchen part, I think, unless we need more We've stuff. done
1: some kitchen.
0: Shall we go back and try and do this maze and see if we hit a wall uh, that stops sure. us?
1: Sure. If, if the darkness becomes too much. Yeah, yeah. We can just find out.
0: So let's head back to door number three, the shadowy door. And we're going to follow the path until the first junction. And go left.
2: You walk along the short corridor and turn left as you reach the end. And you come to a, another turn left and a passage straight ahead.
1: Cool. Left again? Left
2: again. Do Let's the standard some maze thing. rules. You turn left and you walk forwards and you see that there's a door in front of you. And you come out into a round circular room with mm. six other doors. One of them has a red glowing circle. There's stairs in the middle. There's a broken potion next to You've been here before. This is the room you started out in.
0: Now, just to be 100% sure, <laughs> we go back through the way we came. Yep. So we d- I put uh, my, the robe in the centre of the room and then I go back around again. The robe's still
2: there? robe is still there.
0: Cool. So it is the same room yep, and yep. not just a, a copy of the room. Okay. So that led us back to the start. So let's do it again and go left and then forward.
1: Okay. Yep.
2: So you turn left, you walk forward. You walk for about 10 seconds or so and you come to another junction. There's a passage straight ahead a passage to Okay. Way.
0: So I think it just loops. Just, just to be sure, we'll go back all the way we came, start again, yep. go up to the first intersection. What if intersection, we turn right at the start? Leave my robe. No, because then it will just come back to the same thing with the right turn again. Leave my robe here, turn left, and do we, is the robe in front The, room ro- the robe is still okay, there. Okay, so yes. it's just a loopy world. Lovely. All right, so it doesn't get us anywhere. Um, okay, so maybe we need a potion then.
1: Cool. I'm also just going to, just again, going from room to room. Back to the safe. It had hearts on it. You went romance novel. I went ex-lover. So, oh,
0: don't try putting in Ezekiel?
1: Yeah. Are there runes that can either get Ezekiel or potentially worm, if that's an easier <laughs> glyph to write. <laughs> Let's
2: try uh, Ezekiel. You, you try Ezekiel first and the safe indeed pops open. Yeah. And inside it is a small metal key.
3: A small metal key. We can open door one. Maybe. Can we take this key to door one?
2: You unlock the lock and the door opens fairly easily. You walk out onto a metal balcony. Looking down, you can see a deep pit being entirely filled by a gelatinous cube. Though at the moment, it's more of a gelatinous cylinder, its body pressed up against the walls of the tower. Through its mostly transparent form, you can see various bits of rubbish, including under a chute mostly stained with potions, a pillow.
1: (laughs) What colour is this gelatinous cube right now?
2: See-through with various bits inside it. Gotcha. Uh, bright colours catch your eye, and there's a series of designs you notice on half-dissolved shields and armour. Most of them are too far gone to see, but a few of them are intact enough to look at.
1: Brilliant. Okay, so these
0: these images, and you can see them at home as well if you want to click on the show notes. Oh, wow, below. these
1: are shields.
0: Oh, there are one, oh, two, three, four, five, six, okay. seven, eight. Oh, beautiful. Oh. So this is eight shields. The shields themselves are going to represent... The people, because they are the yep. shields, belong to those people, and then they each have symbols on them that are going to match the potion. So, for example, there's a sun on the first one that looks, looks like the like asterisk. An asterisk. The second one has uh, the crosses. It's got Bs. It so looks yep. like that. Ah. It's got three Bs, but it looks like um, the pattern on the shield.
1: Especially if you upside like down it, Looks like, like so. the
0: um, the, sc- the scar pattern yep. on the potion. The skull one has crossbones that look like X's.
1: Yeah, we got a vertical line. A vertical perhaps? line of a
0: hammer. Um, uh, the next one is, that's a little acorn. I don't know what that's going to be. Or oh, is that the vertical line? And this is the forward slash. Oh
1: yeah. If oh, you look we're at looking, the, if you yep, at the um, patterns the, in the, the background, the, yeah, the not the shapes on them. Coloured I see.
0: patterns on the back. Yep. Then the vertical line is on the little ca- yep. acorn. Then we've the got a stop hand
3: backslash. is on the backslash.
0: We've got There's a chevron and a three sets of accordions. Sign. Okay, on we've got chevron, the pieces. the plus sign. We've got them all. It's all about the backs. Uh, and this crossbone's are not the X. The the pattern of the back yeah, is yeah. also the X.
1: Thank you, Ezekiel. You so opened now everything right up.
0: We go person to shield to potion. So. Okay. Uh, can you keep Someone notes was of who's celestial.
1: Who's who? Golden hair was celestial. That'll be the sun one.
0: Okay. So, the sun one. Liana Goldenhair, cleric of a sun god. Yeah. So, Liana equals the asterisk <laughs> potion. I've lost the potions. There they are. Who's the bee? Bees. Uh-hmm. Beatrice. Oh yeah, Lady Beatrice, who's fond of fond of puns. She <laughs> picked the bees, so Lady Beatrice is the bees, which makes her the uh, the scar. Yep. Okay. Next, we have a skull and crossbones. Who's that gonna be?
1: Uh, the necromancer.
0: Oh yeah, necromancer's thrall. That makes sense. Skull and crossbones. So the necromancer is Throl. X. Yep. Alright. Next we have the red hammer, so that's probably going to be Ganar Bloodhammer, who's thoroughly unimaginative <laughs> in so many ways. Sure. So Ganar Bloodhammer is the forward slash. Yep. Next we have an acorn, so that'll be probably Sir Oakmount. Or Sir Oak- Oakmont, a druidic knight. Lovely. So he is the vertical line. Next we have the the that's hand like- who is going to be Oh, it's a left hand.
1: Right? Uh, okay.
0: which means that'll be Jack Sinister.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he's reversed. And he's
0: reversed, he's sinister. <laughs> yeah, but, okay. You know, so he is the other slash.
1: All right. And it's the other slash to the person who's probably a fighter, the blood hammer. Yep. Uh, okay, the next got, one is the
0: three accordions.
1: It's well, just an accordion, the weird instrument. Yep, so that's Cyril
0: Accord. Great. Because uh, he's an accordion. Eh. Uh, a bard, I've never seen an instrument like his before. And then the triplets. Then the last one is three little triplet axes all in a little...
1: Uh, Isle of Man. Yeah, a little Na- Isle of Man Isle of Man Axis.
0: flag. A little Trefoil, tref but it's not a Trefoil. It's a Tre-something else. <gasps> triskelion. Um, triskelion. But I guess so it's much a, fancier. But I guess it's a Tri-Axiom. Um, and that'll be the Autumn Bluff <laughs> triplets are the plus sign. So we now we a- know who is what. Okay. So now we can go back again and we can find out how to make each of these potions. Great. So, this is just
1: wide open. Do we make, want sunlight?
0: We're going to make a sunlight potion. The sunlight potion... We can make both. There's two. There's two jars. There's two. Bottles. Okay. So in the sunlight potion, we're going to mix uh, the now. Which where, one's golden hair?
1: Where are the, I've got them. Where are the ingredients? Golden hair. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. So asterisk. So
0: it's asterisk, then autumn
1: bluff plus plus, then sinister. Uh, backslash. And
0: then blood hammer is the other slash. Yep. So
1: asterisk That's nice to make sure we know which is which. Plus forward slash backslash. Yep. We mix those together.
2: You do. Pour all the ingredients into the bottle. You give it a good shake, and they merge together, <laughs> forming a faintly glowing orange potion that's warm to the touch. And you recognise it as being identical to when you popped that other potion out of the sconce earlier.
0: Perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh, um, brilliant! And now let's also make a moonlight potion. Why not? Sure, just for the fun of it. Let's make. So we need uh, the X it's for necromancer. Yeah, necromancer. <laughs> uh, okay, so all the others. Beatrice is the is the thingy, the the scar, uh, oakmont is the vertical line, and, and the cord the chevron. is the chevron. And we'll make a moonlight potion just for yeah. good measure.
2: So again, you pour all those in, you shake up the potion, and it looks very similar to the sunlight potion, but the light it gives off is a faint silvery blue, and it is cool to the touch.
1: Excellent.
3: Okay. So now
2: I guess we should put one of those in the door?
1: Uh, yeah, let's just stick the golden one in as a replacement.
2: Yep, you pop it in, and it Lights up again, the light seems to spread down the corridor, turning around the corners. Otherwise, no different, but you're less likely to trip now.
0: Does it still loop if we try and go in and loop around?
3: It does,
2: yes.
1: Okay, well, let's try moonlight potions. All right, let's swap them out.
2: You place the potion into the sconce and it hums with magic as it enhances the glow again. And the strange silvery blue light sweeps across the door. But instead of just lighting up, it seems to coalesce at certain places. Until, while the door still has its iron handle and hinges, on the opposite side of each is now a strange silver handle, allowing you to open the door to the left instead of to the right. Oh, let's flip that. So it's like so the door itself
0: was opening one way, but now it's yep. developed a we new have handle, so it can open a different way. Let's open it the other way and see what happens when we go through.
1: It. Okay.
2: You open up the door to the other side, and. It's entirely different in there. Instead of a corridor, you see a small room, almost entirely taken up by a large cage. There's a trolley to push things into the cage without getting too close, a desk with some papers on it, and inside the cage, what looks like a young girl. She perks up as you arrive and says, Oh, hello. You're new. I like new things. They're exciting.
0: Um, hello,
2: little girl. Hello. What's what's your name? My name is Subject25. I don't like your name. <laughs> she sort of shrugs at that.
1: Do you know Subject 24?
2: Mm, no, I think he got terminated before I got woken up.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Um,
2: uh, Do you know Gideon? Uh-huh, yeah. Do you like him? Mm, no, he made me eat someone and then I got her feelings and that was sad.
0: Oh, man, you're a bloody creep. Um, I was going to say we should let her free, but she ate someone and stole their
2: feelings.
1: Yeah, how are you doing being stuck in a cage? Do you want,
2: do you want to be um, free? I do. I want to go outside and I want to see grass and touch cows and eat a cow and maybe eat a tree. I don't know if I can, but I want to try.
1: I, I, I... recommend eating the trees even more than the cows, personally.
2: Okay, so this
1: this this
0: little uh, test subject girl eats people and gets their feelings. Is there any feelings we want someone to get? Eat this robe!
1: Aww! Uh...
2: You sort of put the robe on the trolley and push it into the cage and she kind of picks it up and pokes it gently and goes, um, I think it needs to be alive. I can try. Mm. She just sort of holds it to herself and frowns at it for a second before shaking her head I, and pushing it back. I don't, I don't, I don't want this girl to eat a clone of Gideon.
0: Oh, God. I don't want to do that. So let's look at the desk.
2: <laughs> sure. Uh, On the desk is the key to the cage and a note.
0: And the note says, don't feed my clones to this little girl. Or do. Don't
3: do it. Secret lab note. (laughs) Subject 25 is an incredible success when compared to the disaster that was 24.
1: Hey, you called it 25. Nice prediction. I have managed to get it to eat. And it has
3: adapted to the form of the meal as predicted. Oh, so he just fed the little girl to this monster. It's not a little girl. It's a girl-eating monster. Still, it is a failure in the training sense. It seems it took on more than the appearance of its meal and is unfortunately harmless. Hmm. I shall attempt to train it as it is the last of its brood and I have some time to wait before I can get a replacement. But I am not hopeful.
1: Still, I will learn from my failures. Here's to subject 26. Aren't you nervous about eating a cow that you might become a cow? Yeah, do you really want to turn into a cow?
2: She kind of shrugs at that and goes, um, well, I got told cows don't have minds because I don't want to eat anything with a mind, but... What about clones? Do clones have minds? They haven't yet had a soul put into them. Ah, ah, they haven't yet had a soul put into them. She kind of tilts her head at that and goes, um... I think that'd be all right. I mean, I don't want to turn into a Gideon. He was mean, but I mean, if he's not got a mind, I don't think it's going to do anything. Okay. Um, Danny, Uh huh? Would you like to jump into this trolley? <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> okay, man, are we going to feed this girl a clone so she can use Gideon's voice? Well,
1: I don't know. Is that going to be, do you think it's going to work that way?
0: I think it will. I think I think she'll she'll eat the body, turn into him, and then Alec will have to do the Gideon voice that we've created.
1: I feel very uncomfortable. So but... do I. What else could be
0: feed her? Um, the hands. Hold on, hold on.
1: <laughs> you know what? I never really ask. See, when I'm picturing these clones in jars, I'm picturing like all of the Ricks in Rick and Morty at their various stages of development. What stage of development are these? Are they fully grown Gideons?
2: They look exactly like the Gideon that went past you, so fully grown. Just what you'd expect.
0: Let's feed her a clone.
1: All right, all right. Let's
2: first try and
0: assess whether the clone has an existence outside of Gideon first. Like, if it, I the, tried if tapping it's clean, on like, the glass, yeah. Like, let's see if we can wake a clone up. And if not, then we're confused. If we can, if we can
1: carry a clone downstairs there and it doesn't do anything, yeah,
0: okay, then it deserves to get eaten. All right, let's do it. <laughs>
2: So you go back up to the clone room. You open up the door, and the clone just <laughs> straight onto the floor in front of you. you know, All right. Poke it a little bit, and it, it does not seem to be reacting. Okay. I couldn't
1: tell what that slamming sound was at first. And I was going, "Oh my god, did it hit you?" <laughs>
2: it's not me out of my cage. No, just straight face first okay. on the floor.
1: All right. It sounds like it needs a trolleying.
0: Yeah. Let's grab a trolley. Let's grab a clone. Um, no, we can't get the trolleys up the stairs. We're going to carry it down the
1: stairs. I said it needs a trolley. I didn't say it would get one.
0: Okay, fair. And then we put it on the trolley and we feed it to this girl monster.
1: Um. Yeah. This. Are, uh, how, how. How's this? I'm sure that you must have wanted to eat him at some stage, right?
2: She kind of looks at him and gives him a poke and goes, "Um. Yeah. I don't think he's going to give me feelings or anything. So that's fine. Um, She sort of picks him up and it looks at first like she's hugging him before the entire front half of her body splits open. And there's a horrifying few seconds of tendrils and digesting. And in a second, she's back to just being a regular girl. And she sort of screws up her nose and another horrifying second passes. And she's in the form of Gideon. She pops back to the little girl and she goes back and forth a few times and kind of gives you a thumbs up. Sweet. Let's unlock it. So she can come and help us open a lot. Yeah, can you now like do that at will? Yeah. What else can you turn into? Uh just my original form. Do it. Do it. No, do that it, will drive it.
1: us mad. I've played all the systems before. Do
2: it. Do it. <laughs> she, she kind of shrugs at your insistence and another horrifying second of melting child girl and she's just a small brown blob on the floor with various Aww. eyes and teeth sticking out. Oh, it's so cute. And then
1: Aww.
2: pops back into the girl.
0: All right. Hey, when you turn into Gideon, do you sound like Gideon? Give it a try.
1: God.
2: I don't think I can do Gideon's voice. No,
1: do it. <laughs> this yes. is what this podcast is for, bullying.
2: I can sound like Gideon if I want to.
1: That was so <laughs> bad, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> um, fantastic. All right. So we still don't know what we
3: need
0: her to say. No, we, so we know that the way out is a seal that is like do we would we know how to open it if we had Gideon's voice or is there a, you do a yeah passport? it's a really simple oh. spell easy oh hell Great. yeah let's then. get Gideon so we say alright girl, little girl Gideon blah, hey, subject come with 25
1: us. if you want a new name yeah do you want to do you we'll have a name other that. than subject
0: 25 would you like one
2: uh I mean I've always just been subject 25 I guess um, that's fine five for short
3: alright okay, we can do that
2: alright come with us five so you unlock the cage and she kind of skips happily out after you lead her up to the door and tell her the spell to do turn into Gideon and say
3: door of spells open now here's the phrase something about
2: a cow I'll eat the cow (laughs) so she pops into Gideon and door of spells open now here (laughs) is the phrase I'll eat a cow beautiful and um, door? Very anticlimactically, just spell pops away, door swings open, and she sort of rushes happily outside, rolls around in the grass for a bit, and you walk behind her feeling very triumphant. Not only have you managed to save your own lives, you've managed to stop the evidence from being destroyed and the self destruction. You've what? also, even though she's technically not really a kidnapping victim, Five has been locked up and experimented on, so that's a good thing you've done. Yeah. And also, though, you're not going to admit it to her. She does seem quite useful and willing mm-hmm. to stick around, so that's a the bonus. Problem. She's
0: rolling around on the ground on the grass, ate a blade of grass, and now we can't find her.
1: Aww. <laughs> uh, the other plus side from all of this experience, I've got a new favourite book.
2: <laughs> you did. And we you, fa- you we, sneak back we, into the tower and take it with you.
1: We found out that his...
0: We got the evidence of all of his uh, Mm -hmm. dastardly plans using his telescope. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we helped Zeke dodge a bullet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he can stay in his uh, lava-crying skull. Yeah. It's very much crying the lava in my picture. It really
0: is. Well, he's just had a breakup. Yeah.
1: Yeah.